Welcome back to another episode of The Main Stand, episode 14. We've got Josh, we've got Pat, and I'm Mitch. Uh, This week, we have another very special guest to talk about some exciting things upcoming. We got Justin back on the pod. How are you, Justin? I'm good. Happy to be back. Um, I will like to credit the main stand for Arsenal's 10-game unbeaten run. Because when I went on the fan therapy, we were ass. Now we're doing good. So it's the it's like the new manager bounce, but it's like the main stand bounce. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> since Farwell's been on, uh, Tottenham got Antonio right? Conte. So. Right? It'll work out for Cam, too, down the line. And You're welcome, <laughs> everybody who's ever been on this podcast. Yeah, Another I need a personal thank you from customer. Cam. Personal thank you from Cam because we kept a legend at his club. I think he, he right. Yeah, I yeah. always at the wheel. Yeah, always at the wheel. Wheel. Yeah. The the wheel. wheel. I believe wheel. in him. He at just needs wheel. more time. <sighs> Anywho, oh. let us talk right into this lovely episode for all of you people out there. I'll kick things off with some MLS playoff chat. Just a little bit of internal housekeeping. Josh, Minnesota United is uh, playing Portland this weekend. Uh, how are you feeling about their chances? I love it. Yeah, Minnesota round? United has just become housekeeping because it's not relevant enough to talk about at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to talk about it at the beginning. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not very confident in our chances. Portland's a pretty tough team. Uh, it's just the inconsistency from Minnesota this year I'm a little worried about, and we're just a shambles at the back. If we can get the ball in the hands of Emmanuel Reynoso a few times, get a few shots on net, you know, I might favor our chances a little bit more, but uh, away at Portland's a tough place to go. Uh, there will be traveling fans from Minnesota, Sun Country. Uh, God bless, chartered a flight out to Portland. Uh, so I think it'll be a good environment, but, you know, any team going away to Portland, is a that's a tough ask, so... Yeah, I don't think you're winning this game. I'm really sorry. But, uh, you know, my fingers crossed for a main stand reunion. In, First uh, the season MLS as an MLS final. fan, I can say it was a success, though. I always shit on the MLS uh, unfairly. Uh, you know, we like to talk about the Premier League and all the Champions League, all the other European divisions. There's a league here in America that has you know a great set of fans and you know a great base of players too they might not all be european quality but it's a fun league it's fun to get behind it was a good first season being a supporter thank you for saying that because not enough people give kind of shitty but really fun leagues like the mls a chance and that's what the league is it's got a couple of really bright gems and those bright gems get found and they get sold to actual good footballing countries and the rest just stay, and it's a good time. It's kind of like made Taco Alfonso Bell. Davies. It's kind of like Taco <laughs> Bell a little bit. Like it's shitty, but you know what you're buying. When you buy into it, it's pretty good. It's all I, pain and vibes. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Outside like, of that, the the Revolution are very very good, and that's uh, me and Mitchell's housekeeping. The uh, no, I've got a little bit to add to that, Patrick. That's a good. I one. got my playoff pack today. I have tickets to all of the Revolution playoff games. Should, if and when they advance, I will have my seats in the fort for all three games. Uh, The Revolution uh, being the winningest 
football club in the MLS, the most points. Uh, I will be there for the MLS Cup final should it come to Gillette. And I think this team has every right to go out and win uh, win the MLS Cup final this year. I really do. They looked very promising. The second half that Pat and I saw, they deserved to win that game. I mean, unlucky. I'm just unlucky. It was it was a tough game, and I think the players know it's a tough ask to wait a couple of weeks. Um, they won't be playing until Tuesday the thirtieth next. Um, that's that's almost a month off from playing. So I, I don't know if uh, I don't know what they're going to be doing, but Bruce Arenas, I, I trust that he is getting them ready for a battle. Uh, I believe they're going to be playing either New York or Atlanta uh, in the first or second round. They get a bye through this first round coming up this weekend. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to be in the fort and uh, seeing the Revolution win their first MLS Cup final this year. Yeah, fingers crossed. If they get to the ECF, if they get to the Eastern Conference final, I will be there with Mitchell and I'll be there at the MLS Cup final as well. Uh, unfortunately, cannot swing a Tuesday playoff game that's uh, three hours away from where I live. It's a little <laughs> a little tough for me, but I just I can't swing that one. But I'll be at the next two. The weekend games are really where you get me. But the so, weekday games, it's a little bit of a tough ass. So should they advance and we go to the conference finals, uh, I think we're going to have a solid group of people there. Um, if you uh, if you want to head down and tailgate with us and have a good time and watch some football in the fort, please feel free to let us know in the comments. We'd love to have uh, a, a big group of people go and support the revs. They deserve it. Yeah, get at us. <laughs> hit, hit, hit the pod Instagram. Hit our personal Instagrams. If you know us, uh, we're in there. It'll be sick. Mitch um, will buy the tickets for everybody. No, yeah, Mitchell, do it. Buy your yeah, own Mitchell, tic- buy your tickets. Buy your own tickets. <laughs> I, I, and let us know so we can have a head count because I'll be grilling. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll make the steak tips and burgers and dogs, whatever. We'll Bud figure Coke's it out. We'll deck. have a good Bud Coke's on deck for Ricker. <laughs> and I will be hammered. You can guarantee that. Anywho, let's talk about something that I did not expect to be talking about in. I'm lighter mood. Let's let you know the men's national team has caused me so much hurt <laughs> over these past few months. They have hurt me so badly. And the other day they didn't. They did the opposite of hurt me. They made they let me go to bed with a smile on my face. Because they beat Mexico 2-0. Dos Acero motherfuckers. <laughs> I think I've been too harsh on this team. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a little too harsh. I they think looked... Colin Cowherd made a tweet after the game uh, kind of condemning fans that uh, have been shitting on Greg Burhalter, and I thought immediately of you, Pat. <laughs> nah, fuck Greg. <laughs> fuck Greg. I'm never giving that man credit. Fuck him. But our boys played really, really well. Uh, Weston McKinney saw Josh text our group chat during the game that he wasn't convinced <laughs> by him and then put on a great performance and scored a goal. Uh, shout out my dog, Tim Weah. He played phenomenally this yeah, game, a phenomenal game and in the draw against Jamaica. Tim Weah has been a bright spark uh, for the U.S. up front, and I'm a really big fan of his. I definitely hope his form continues, and hopefully 
he can get a couple of games for his club too. I would love to see him like actually get some consistent minutes for Leo, like as a starter for that side. Um, but we looked really good. Also, this Mexico side doesn't actually look super convincing. Like, am I the only one that that felt that way? Like, they no, don't not at all. Feel like that this like imposing Concacaf powerhouse that they have uh, in recent years. I don't know if it's just like a a play style or a, just a missing piece or a spark, but it felt like throughout points of that game they took the their foot off the gas way more than they usually do that that threatening like it's a game against mexico as u.s soccer fans we fucking dreaded those for years because they're just we know we're gonna go in and they're gonna sink their fangs into us we know they always have a rock in the back that is going to keep a clean sheet and it hasn't felt like that over these last three games we've played against them it's uh especially um this most recent fixture it's been exciting to watch that because it feels like i i don't know it's just like it's a different mexico side it really is a like i don't know what is wrong there i haven't been following it outside of the just the head-to-head matchups and and whatnot but it's just like it's it's fun to feel the dial kind of turning in the u.s favor they lost to canada last night too yeah they did uh, the that's snow, a yeah. great segue into <laughs> canada being the best team in Concacaf qualifying like for sure it's just strong side they're good they they, they, they what is the stat they've scored the most goals out of any team right they have the they've scored more than everybody yeah they Highest goal. I've got the table up right now in front of me. I don't know these stats off the top of my head. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I believe you. The only undefeated side in qualifying right now, 13 goals for, five goals against, 16 points. Like, this Canada side that's looking like they're going to take the number one spot in, in the qualifiers, the you know, Cup, if they, they keep the I think it should be like through. an amendment to the law that they have to bring Giovinco. <laughs> he can just switch nationalities. <laughs> Wait, no. Is he, can, is he not Canadian? No, he's Italian. No. Yeah. Oh no no no! Okay, wow, that's bad. That looks bad on me. <laughs> he played for right. Toronto though. Cut no. that out in post. He did, yeah, he did. He did. He okay, did so fine. that's where he I got that. I was for Toronto for a yeah. while. Cut that out in post. Cut that out. In All right, post. that'll be jo- that's Josh signing off for the episode. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> hot take. Juvico's actually Canadian. Breaking that's, news. That's tough. Main, main stand. Breaking news here. Uh, speaking of people that seemingly switch nationalities god what a goal yeah god what a goal oh. michael antonio form of his life like, what is he on the boys effect he had he had two weeks where where he slowed up he had the red card he looked like he was kind of losing his footing after a very hot start he's picked it right back up He's literally a top European forward in one of the best leagues in Europe, and he's playing in CONCACAF qualifying. I mean, if he's been there since the start, he'd have a lot more goals. Like, he's very clearly a good player, and he's playing extremely confidently, and I think that goal just was like... That goal epitomizes his form over these past few... Just a fucking banger. An absolutely electric finish from him. 
Uh, it's two goals and three appearances for him for Jamaica too. So he's uh, he's been a really welcome addition to the reggae boys. I I hope that they can make the World Cup. Um, I'm going to pull their group up here so I can see how close they are to to qualifying. Uh, no, I'm not because my laptop <laughs> closed the tab. But I hope that they make the World Cup. I don't think I can recover from the Giovinco take. No, you can't. <laughs> Sorry, so you can't. moving on. Uh, All right. So in around Europe, um, so we've got some fun results. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Ballon d'Or contender Jorginho fucked up the one thing that he's good at, and now Italy are not guaranteed to make the World Cup. So now they actually probably could use Giovinco. So now we can talk about actual Italians. There you go. Uh, good save. Good save. Good save. What a segue. The long play segue from Josh there. <laughs> the Italy side, man. I have been getting mushed on the bets by them so bad because I have rode with them after the Euros so hard, and they have just been awful, man. They did not look like the same Italy side they uh, that they were this summer. They were just so fluent, interchangeable, exciting. They just don't look like that now, man. Two consecutive games where they drop points. Um, to Switzerland and then Northern Ireland. Coincidentally, Northern Ireland is the same team that knocked them out of the World Cup, I believe, in 76. One of the 70s World Cups. Northern Ireland was actually who took them out of qualification. So if they lose the playoff, uh, <laughs> that would be pretty tragic. Pain. Yeah, that would be painful. Um, Portugal losing to Serbia. That was sick. Yep. I liked that a lot. <laughs> That Shout out awesome. Serbia, Mitrovic, I'm man. Sa- yeah, what a goal! What'd what you just you call me? But great player, <laughs> great player, great team. Really good, uh, like togetherness too. That fight back from a goal down, score the two. Um, yeah, I can't you know when uh, when a team like that kind of goes out and proves that they are just as good as the team they're playing, despite like the discrepancies on paper. I think that's cool. I, I just like a good. A good like fantasy, not fantasy story, but like a good uh like underdog. Cinderella story, underdog, dark horse, whatever you want to call it. Um I just I, I like the fact that they won that game and I still think Portugal will end up qualifying for the World Cup. I don't think they're in any like major doubt. Uh they just have to win their playoff round. I it probably really depends on who they play, but I like their odds. I think they can beat most of the teams that are in the playoff. That would be so crazy if they missed it and then Messi still made it. That would end it. That would end it. What if, what if we lose both Messi and Ronaldo and we get, like, North Macedonia and, and Wales? And Dude, I'm sad Wales that Holland's bad. not going to make it. That, no, uh, Wales are bad. Sorry, North, North Macedonia and Italy. It could be fun. I mean, I'm all for, like, absolute chaos in the World yes. Cup. Give me weird teams. Like, Give me the strangest clubs – or clubs, yikes. Give me the strangest nations in the World Cup. Has anybody been following the the Congo story as that them uh, qualifying for the World Cup? No it's like shit, big, it's, really? It's a big, yeah, it's a big thing on Twitter. The Congo hype. That is. I think, awesome. I think they're the they either top of their group or like making a run for it. That's fucking awesome, dude. I love that. I know that Cameroon just took the Ivory Coast out of the World Cup. They're they're not going to be in in uh, in Qatar. Guinea is no, no longer there. No a thousand. No a thousand elephants. No, we know, why no does Joel Montep not play for Cameroon? Isn't he injured still? No, right, but I yeah, don't think he plays for them any, like at all. Because he's actually dog shit, Josh. 
no, 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 no. More Champions League assists and he doesn't have Virgil van trophies Dijk to hold than your whole club. I don't know. I'm assists, staying out of I this. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's got more Champions Leagues than City, but so does Jordan Shakiri. He also has more assists in a Champions League final than your club. Well, and they we both played in the same in the one amount. final we played in. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm just boys, bringing up the, the perfect m- metrics and analytics here. Boys, we don't play I mean, till we are February. <laughs> we don't play till February. Can we fucking take take the foot off of that pedal? Absolutely. Can not. can we actually I, talk? Did, did anyone else hear the Joel Matip song? Liverpool fans have made just walk away. No, I ha- Joel Matip's from Africa. No, it's amazing. It's incredible. I have not heard this yet, and I don't know if I want to. I'm we'll go find right it. Now. We'll go. Find I don't it know if I want to hear um, that one. Last couple of, of things to hit on for the uh, World Cup qualifying over in Europe is the Netherlands narrowly missing <laughs> or narrowly, you know, getting into the World Cup. Uh, you know, good to see them there. It felt weird that they weren't there in uh, in 2018. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's like you know the. Football heritage. It's good Virgil, to see them there. Virgil asked if uh, he was excited for his first kind of big international cup, and uh, he he said he was pretty disappointed with uh, with the Euros. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see him on that stage. I think that's going to be like Netherlands is kind of like my second choice team like they're a fun team they're They're like fun they've always really been a fun side yeah so it's it's and the bright orange helps so they went on some like i think the last couple world cups they went on some pretty good runs and have scored some really awesome goals like that van persie one against spain like they're always a fun time and then ari and robin robbed mexico by diving for that penalty yeah (laughs) no no era penal we're with you mexico despite being rivals (laughs) team Concacaf. (laughs) Fuck the Netherlands. Can we talk about um, Scotland real quick too? The, the yeah, fact that they're in a playoff. Uh, the Euros was their first major tournament in like over twenty years, and now they have a chance to get to the World Cup too. Uh, just a lot of good players that play for Scotland. Honestly, man, Andy Robertson, John McGinn, Che Adams is just doing bangers for Scotland, Cap, scoring goals. Cap, Captain Tierney. Andy Robertson. Captain Andy Robertson. Scott McTominay. John McGinn. Yo, Scott McTominay. I think he's their best player. What about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> You're just a little uh, shit disturber today, aren't you? Yeah, Pat's Yo, just the last game. The last game we get to talk about is the worst one. Yo, RIP San Marino. Yeah. Like, <laughs> England 10, San Marino nil. Um, San Marino have a negative 45 goal differential in their group with no points and one goal scored. Um, Harry Kane has one goal for his club this year and 16 <laughs> on the international stage. Uh, I think seven of which has have come in this international window. <laughs> uh, definition of stat padding versus farmers. Also, if I'm from San Marino and they are calling me up to play for the national team, I'm saying, nah, fam, I'm good. Best of I'm, luck, though. I'm busy. Why, though? <laughs> because you're just going to get shit pumped by point, everyone you play. It's a charity game at that point. You know what I mean? Cool. It's like 
I'm you would good. get the chance if you're going to play the best players England has to offer. You're going to say no. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll walk okay. out there and get waxed twenty to nothing. I don't care. I get to sure. say I was on the pitch with Harry Kane and fucking the bet. Like that's an insane take that you wouldn't play for your country's national football team. First Can you off. just let me make a joke on the podcast, please? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Your spiciness has riled me, Patrick. That wasn't even spicy. It was a joke. I was actually going to side with Mitch on that, too, before you said it was a joke. Oh, my God. Can't take a joke? Fuck him. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> also funny that Trent did not sing God Save the Queen. <laughs> I mean, Scouse, not English. is he wrong? All right. Well, that was a really yes. fun start to this episode. And that was also uh, the European World Cup qualifiers. Uh, in other news. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the Premier League yet. We're getting this spicy. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm the most sober I've ever been. So I'm very clear headed on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Dean Smith went to Norwich It's not Frank Lampard They're still getting relegated But that's cool Another story we get mushed on Immediately after the episode drops I swear <laughs> Fabrizio just watches our Instagram And is like what story can we mush Of the main stand this week They're all, all of them are way too confident That Frank Lampard is going to Norwich City uh, Let's just confirm that it's not him right now <laughs> Dean Smith you know is what? such a weird appointment, though. Uh, like, good for right? Norwich, I guess. But like, why, Dean Smith? Why are you taking that job, man? <laughs> it's such a short-term, like, job. It just makes no sense. You're not keeping him up. He will. I don't think he will, but maybe. No. Chance. Imagine if he does, though. That'd Imagine be crazy. if he does. He has time, and he has a transfer window. <laughs> Yeah, Norwich is going to go big in that transfer window, Mitch. Totally. They're going to change everything. Yeah, they're going to spend, no, they're no. Gonna spend loads of money. That no, they have. but he has time to adjust. He and he has, he has more than half of a season. They're going like, to go from 20th to like 19th. He's yeah, not. Go, yeah, 20th to 18th. They'll yeah. almost get not relegated. They have an opportunity. Mitch, I just can't see it happening. Like, I can't in, either. But you don't they like have an underdog five story? points, bro. They so have five how, points. How many points off of 17th are they? Five. Right They're five points off. And five we have points. And we have how long of a season? That's two wins. That's assuming that nobody else, Mitch, they're getting relegated. They're dog shit. They're gone. It's not about if they're going to get relegated. You have to look at, like, what other teams would get relegated, and they're all way better than Norwich, man. It's not like... We haven't seen him... We haven't seen his side on Norwich yet. Let's just... Let's pump the brakes. Let's not jump to conclusions. 26 goals. It's been 11 games. Conclusions, gentlemen. Sheesh. A conclusion dude. we can jump to. Unless Todd is... Cantwell becomes Gaza in the next two months, dude. They are going I would down. Love hey, hey, love Todd that. Cantwell can get hot. Todd Softwell. He has the young thug cosign, so I do like Todd Cantwell. <laughs> um, but, all right, so let's dive into the reason that Justin is here because I have an immediate fun take for the podcast that it's oh, not God. spicy, it's oh, not going to rile anybody up. It's how I feel. 
Arsenal is beating Liverpool this weekend. Oh God, you're more. What are you confident. on about? What are you Arsenal's on about? Arsenal beating Liverpool this weekend. I love Pat. They're doing it. Ten games unbeaten. They're mad confident. Liverpool have looked a little bit shaky in club games recently. Arsenal are taking three points. No questions. No further questions, Your Honor. What are you on about, Pat? Honestly, they haven't <laughs> won at Anfield in six years. They've gotten like, neither at City, but they did it. We, we won, didn't we? Beat you in the Carabao Cup. That doesn't uh, count. In the Premier League, Carabao Cup doesn't. There count. There you go. That crazy, that crazy game with like went to Pekin. That but no, Liverpool um, won that one. Curtis Jones got the winning penalty. That might have been. We? You beat us in the FA Cup, I think. That was the it. FA yeah. Cup. Yeah. Dude, Arsenal versus Liverpool at Anfield is always just nuts. Like it's just crazy. Every time either we get pumped or it's like four four. Like it's yeah, just you mad. Me over. I am so excited for this game. It's gonna be a goal yeah, you're gonna get three points. I I definitely think we will play better. Um this is probably our first real big test since uh Mikel's gotten the side he's won. Um after the first couple games we played City Chelsea, we didn't have the core that he's brought in that's really changed everything so i'm really excited to see how they like match up at a really big away presence the lesser uh, result gives me a little bit more confidence um seeing how we got those two early goals and we withstood a lot of pressure i just i don't know liverpool's just so good so <laughs> like, justin i want you to talk about before like i we me and mitch give our reasoning why don't you yeah. tell a little bit since the last time you were on the podcast tommy yasus came in he was yeah. playing a few games uh, when you came on, but he's really made an impact. And then Ramsdale, I mean, he's just made a world of difference for you. Why don't you go on and tell you what has been different about Arsenal in the past four or five weeks? I definitely think um, after the City result, Mikel Arteta came out and he was like, these are like the best 10, 15 days of my whole career. And everybody was like, dude, what are you talking about? Um, I think he was just so impressed with how like the team rallied together during the national break because not, not a lot of people went. Um, and he really got to like really see what he had there. And then the Norwich game, he was like, all right, we're going for it. He put Ramsdale in, put uh, Tommy also in. It was Gabriel's first game back, um, started Odegaard. And he was like, all right, we're just going to go, like save my job. And it's worked. The boys believe in him. Um, I think Ramsdale has probably been our biggest signing, just character-wise. Like he is not afraid of anything. He loves defending. Like he will be yelling at like, any of our players that they make any mistake around our box and he's just like he's zapping up Ben White or Gabrielle if they like make a like a clearance um just I love him so much I think the big thing with him and Leno Leno was just more just like I'm just gonna do my job do my best and he's a pretty good like shot saver but Ramsdale's just completely transformed the whole side from the back Smith Rowe's been having a great season as well my star boy Emil Smith Rowe I love him so much I love that uh, Mikel put him on the left. I think he can do everything from that side because when he was at the 10, I feel like he was kind of just pigeonholed there, like where he was like, all right, you have to be the one that create all these chances going forward. And I feel like with him on the left, it gives him a lot more versatility of like, he can go down to the side, he connects well with Tierney. Um, and he's just such a good dribbler. Like, I love Saka, but I think he's probably our best play, like young prospect, like ever. I'm so, I've been super impressed with Smith Rowe, the games that I've seen him in. So wholeheartedly agree. I, I, I actually yeah. think that Arsenal have gone through like a really good transformation since coming onto the main stand. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're good. I think they're a good side, and I think that we probably gave them a lot of unnecessary stick at the start of no, the season. No, you gave them a lot of necessary stick. We were garbage. We were so Well, it bad. was like necessary banter, but at the same time, yeah. it was like, listen, we. I was like joking that Arsenal were going to get fucking relegated. Obviously, they're not <laughs> going to get – they were never going to get relegated, but, you know, I, 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 yeah, you guys weren't very good. But uh, kind of like, you know, going to just compare it to like, cities start last season uh there's plenty of time for good teams to be good and bad teams to be bad a lot of your star players weren't there um you know once you see like the good guys get back into the side and and the team kind of really start to take its shape i think it was only a matter of time before you guys kind of found yourself back into like the mix where you know you would expect arsenal to be come you know 11 games into the season yeah i think the culture is change too that's a big thing uh mikhail's been wanting to bring in like a big unity once people bought in if you're not about the project you're out that's what happened to guendouzi i love mateo guendouzi so much but him and arteta just didn't see eye to eye that's why he's on he's at marseille um and that's why he got rid of ozil got rid of mustafi all these players who were just kind of just there um and really just he really looked at like their character um I feel like uh, Brendan Rodgers right now, talking about character. Um, character. Passion. Yeah, passion. passion. Um, I, I saw a quote, and it was like, he watched Ramsdale's reaction after he would concede a goal, and he was like, I want him. Like, these boys are bought in. Um, and I really think the Saka and Smith-Rose, like, just how they play on the field, their personality is really inspired the team, too, because they're always looking forward. They're looking to start something. Uh, when Mikel first came in, he was always just focused on defense, and he did a pretty okay job at that, but we sucked at offense. We could not do anything. Um, we couldn't get into the box. He was like, Tierney's just going to cross it and, and shut off. Like, whatever happens, happens. Um, but I think the team is really inspired by seeing these two youngsters really like, all right, this is our club and take it forward. And I think everybody should spot into the project. Is it, is it just me, or is it kind of like Arsenal's like a year behind Chelsea right now? I I told I think like if we we did such a good job I think in this transfer window now ten games in unbeaten run like Mustafi, when Mustafi came in he had like a twenty game like clean sheet like he started really well these players could end up being bad you never know but he has given us the platform of like we fixed all these holes now if we just get like one or two key targets like we could really go forward so um our next big transfer is gonna be a striker I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, because Obama Yang's gonna gonna be gone soon. Lacazette, he's on the way out. What if we, we see eat. like a wild like? What if we see Holland go to fucking Arsenal? Dude, he. Won- I think the Cronkies got that kind of money. Let's be no. realistic here. No, they're no. too busy. Uh, they're too busy helping out the Rams. But like, I like I know that's a wild thing to say, and I was tossing out the name just as like, would, a, a top striker that. right now. But like, I think he fits the Arsenal system. Totally. We need a like an imposing like if we had Giroud just like, a couple years that, ago. That, and that's just, why oh, I think oh, that's why goals. I think that. Oh, that's like, why Giroud I would say something still scoring like that. Scorpion kicks would be fucking immense in this Arsenal it's, side. I but it's like that tall, leggy fucking striker that that's Arsenal want, uh, always seems to have. Dusan. I want Dusan so bad from uh Fiorentina. I want everybody him. does. Yeah, he's, he's an a baller. He's putting up them in the top just, six. Just wanted to say up the boys in purple. I'm it, a big believer. 
They're finishing eighth, Justin. Shut up. I don't want to have to I believe. That kind I, of believe that I believe. They're finishing eighth. <laughs> I, I cannot get over Mitch's comment a couple minutes ago of, are they a year away from what Chelsea is now? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's not, not what, what I meant by meant. that. Yeah, I, I meant, what I meant. What I meant is you see Chelsea make a move at keeper. You see them oh. really build around yeah. two young attacking players and they're in clear need of obviously they were tossing up a manager move they stuck with Arteta Lampard went but they need that striker and Chelsea have just gone out and done that and that's what I meant yeah. by the the way they're trying to build the squad and the pace they're on it I got the way Arsenal now. too yeah. have benched a 70 million dollar winger in Pepe instead of okay. an 80 million dollar forward we, are, are we going to talk about about Nicolas Pepe because what do you want to talk about? I, I thought he was going to be good when you signed him. I, I wanted Liverpool to sign him. I, I know. I thought he was coming. I love him so much, but he's just the inconsistency. It's just, I don't know. He's one of those like just chaos players. You throw him on and he's either going to just dribble by everybody and like get top corner or he's going to just do a bunch of cutbacks and that's like kind of like I mean, nothing. Kind of, I'm yeah. all here for the, the chaos that dribbling creates, but like. Pepe sucks, dude. He is a perfect like impact player. Like if we need a goal at like seventy, like the seventieth minute, throw him and Martinelli on, and let's just like go for it. Like he's that kind of player. Um, that's like fair. How... It just sucks. You had to spend seventy million on dude, we got a guy to come off the windowed. bench. It was <laughs> yeah. Uh, his agent had like uh, I think it was like a Raul signing. Like back when like Ars- Arson left, we had that weird little like these people are now running the club. They knew these agents. It was. We've got swindled. We're looking. To, I think there's rumors we might offload him. He's and filling. Hope... Sorry to interject. Yeah, no, he, go for it. he's filling that like Daniel Sturridge role. That, but not as not as good. On yeah, I was gonna say, Daniel Sturridge scored yeah. goals. Like, like, you, like he, he's he's that you know throw him on in that in the 75th minute when you need to go create some chaos. Right, but he's not doing as good of a job. Yeah, the thing with Pepe when he he signed for Arsenal, um, played under Unai, then we had COVID halfway through, um, so that kind of like disrupted his first year, um, and then also the Williams signing, really that fucked him up. Cause I that, forgot that, that happened. I well, not, don't want to talk about it, uh, but he took Pepe's spot. Like we went into the season with like I got Alba Lacazette. Pepe, that's that will get us at least somewhere. And then Arteta's like, William, you're going to do the job on the right. And then that took a lot of Pepe's game time. And then Pepe kind of just had to keep proving to himself. Him and Arteta have this weird like love hate relationship where like Pepe has a great couple games, then he gets benched for some reason, and then he's just in the shadow realm, just waiting to get back. And also, Bukayo Saka is so much better on the right. I don't want to see Pepe starting over him on the right. I like Pepe on the left, but. Like, no one's taking Smith Rowe or Saka's spot right now. No, definitely like, not Pepe. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mitch and Josh. I'm going to turn it dark for a second. Liverpool? Yep, I'm going to turn it dark. Going through Arsenal's uh, results here. We're just going to read through them one okay. by one. So, oh, after the Man City wait, game. What? Okay, okay, thanks for starting after the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, we're going to go over the good part. Yeah, I don't want to relive that part. <laughs> Arsenal Norwich, one nil to Arsenal. Sacked manager. Burnley Arsenal, one nil to Arsenal. Burnley are shit. 
shit manager. Arsenal, AFC Wimbledon, doesn't really matter. Arsenal to Tottenham, sacked manager. Brighton Arsenal, draw, 0-0. Fair result. Arsenal Crystal Palace, 2-2. Probably a game Arsenal should have won. Arsenal Aston Villa, I'll give you that's a good win, but another sacked manager. Arsenal 2-0 against Leeds, good win, eh, opponent. That was Le- a Carabao Cup game, too. Yes, you're correct. Leicester Arsenal, 2-0 to Arsenal. That is a good win. That's a quality win. Arsenal Watford, 1-0 to Arsenal, sacked manager. <laughs> that game was so funny. <laughs> four, four of those games I just read off, sacked manager. I, I mean, you I... can look at their winning results, and they are on good form right now, but they are two shit teams, man. And this Liverpool yes. team... Yeah, they have won one out of their past three. They are a little bit shaky right now. I think they still have a lot to figure out. VVD is definitely still not at 100%. Uh, I think we can accept that. Liverpool have a lot of injuries as well. This game is not cut and dry that Liverpool are going to you know, beat Arsenal's head in. That's just not going to happen. Um, but with that being said, I do think Arsenal's win results lately are a little bit inflated. And before Mitch goes in, I also do just want to bring in a little bit more stats, and then I'll let Mitch say whatever he has to here. Um, And I'm bringing up this on my phone so I can have the zoom up, so just bear with me for a second. (laughs) In So Liverpool this year are actually starting off games a little bit slower. They've only scored 15 goals this year um, in the first 30 minutes of the game. All their goals are really coming in the middle latter half um arsenal though if you look at the goals they're conceding they are in the latter half when liverpool tends to do well especially at home attacking the cop uh just looking at those stats along with the the recent results for arsenal that that gives me enough info to to really favor liverpool here and favor them by a couple goals uh nothing more than that i think they'll win by two um, a nice margin of two Uh, This team, it's rare for Liverpool to drop points or lose in consecutive matches. That's the thing I've noticed over time. Uh, When you look at it from all competitions, Liverpool usually bounces back in the next game they play. Because they do well when Arsenal does generally poor in the game right after halftime, end of the match, I I favor Liverpool to get a win, 3-1, 2-0, but at least by a margin of two goals. And I believe the odds on that are... Just give me one second. The odds on that are plus 130. So plus odds, I think it's a good pick at Anfield. Before I say anything, I have one question for Justin. What's that? What does your back line look like left to right? This um, I think it really depends on Tierney. I think he's going to get the start, but it's probably going to be Ramsdale, Tommy Alfu, and White, Gabrielle. And if Tierney is able to, Arteta will definitely pick Tierney. Another one we forgot for Scotland also, by the way. Class. Love. Justin did it. Love. Justin was yelling at the whole time. I yelled, My I bad. I didn't <laughs> My um, Tesco king. I'm just looking at the injuries. They're there. While you're doing that, I am going to point out that it's really funny that Josh just said that this Liverpool side doesn't drop points in consecutive games and they're coming <laughs> off of a draw and a loss. No, they had a win against Atletico in the middle of those. 
I'm just looking at the Premier League really? here, friend. We're ignoring the facts and we're just looking at what I'm looking at, okay? That's fair. I did say um, all competitions. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. So I'm just looking at the Premier League here. <laughs> all right. Um, looking at the injuries, um, I don't know. Two-one Arsenal. I, I think two-one right? <laughs> Arsenal. No, two-one Arsenal. This is what I'm going to go with, and I'm going to stick to it. Okay. After hearing both sides of the argument. Well, I haven't given my side of the argument. I was just talking about Arsenal. You that. talked for a very long time about. I Arsenal. did. I did. But the question was, how were they before Bedway? Keep going. Okay. No. If you you t- you give your take on the game first, then. Okay. Well, first, Josh. Two-one Arsenal. Will, I will raise. We have. Are, we've had a pretty good run with fixtures, um, but there are no guaranteed wins in the Premier League. I think everybody can attest to that. Um, I think everybody on this podcast right now, your team has dropped points to any of the clubs in the Premier League this year. It's just an insanely good uh We didn't lose to Brentford. We did lose, lose to fun. Brentford, though. But Brentford is really good. <laughs> yeah. They are they fun. Are very, very good side there. Ivan, Ivan Tony is a I love him. Um, I will say that. And we do start the game very fast. I think that's a staple of this current Arsenal team. We go all gas at the start. Um, now, when we don't score, that's kind of where we run into, all right, how are we going to handle this game? Are we going to step off the break a little bit, absorb this pressure? I don't know how we're going to handle Mo Salah right now, um, especially with both of us coming up, everybody coming off the international break. You know, you have this momentum, and then there's this pause. So we can say all this stuff. We don't really know how the teams are both going to come out. Liverpool's probably going to be really hungry to catch up to Chelsea and City. Um, and I also will just yeah, say we are, right. we are two points behind you. We have had, like, some easier games, but we are two points behind you after being in 20th with no points. So just let that be known. Yeah, those are all fair um, points. Right. I do agree with you, though. I do think Liverpool's probably going to win one or two. Um, I just think the matter how we – it's weird saying, like, oh, I, we're losing, but I hope we lose well. But we have not won or even performed well away from home against a big six club in a really long time. I think last year we got really lucky with the United win. Uh, we got a penalty and we just really parked the bus. I don't really – that one was just something, but – Winning away is so hard, especially at Anfield with the cop and fans are there. I just, I don't know. I feel like we're too young of a team. I would love for us to do it. Um, I def, I think it's going to be like four two or three one. Like, damn, yeah. I'm the only one on this podcast that believes. In I, I want to believe, <laughs> but I just, we haven't had this test yet, so I don't really. It's a big unknown. The Tottenham game is all just that's a derby. Like, you can't really go into like how that's going to go. And this is our first real test with this, with these players. So I don't know how it's going to go. I would love for us to win. And I think we could. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> I'll tell you how it's going to go. <laughs> You've made you up just, your mind. You, you just, <laughs> no, you, you actually, you verified exactly what I was thinking. So uh, I don't think I need to talk much more about, either side so i'm just going to give my prediction for the game i i think both josh and justin phenomenal insight into the match upcoming this weekend i'm telling you right now it's going to be 4-2 we're going to get a mo salah hat trick 
and we're gonna get a Jota <laughs> header. Oh, the fourth goal. That's a good call. Spicy. Yeah. That's spicy. With a with a Trent assist. That's Mo Salah's due for a goal too. He has a, he hasn't scored in a couple games. He he's is definitely going. getting a pen. He's definitely getting a pen. He's there's getting always, a penalty. There's always gonna, a pen. He's gonna get he's gonna get a leaker, and then he's gonna do one of the most Mo Salah specials. Uh, dummy uh, the back line, invade them and uh, slot one. I'm gonna be honest too. Score this a is consolation my... pen in the 90th minute. <laughs> nope. This is my goals. honest take nope. too on Gabrielle. I don't think he's good. I think Saliba is good. I think Saliba is going to come back into that team and take his spot. I, I genuinely don't think Gabriel is good. He has been. He was a shambles last year, and twelve games doesn't change that. Yeah, I will give you that. But that was like he's a young defender. He had David Luiz like to kind of hold his hand, and he is insane. Like that's the wrong person that should be real guiding you. Um, he. Also had COVID last year. There was some nagging injuries. He came. He started off very well last year. Came back, had a rough start. He has transformed our defense. He is the leader. He is. His English has gotten a lot better. Him and Ben White, uh, my man Benny Blanco. They, <laughs> um, actually Benjamin. His name's Benjamin White. I don't know if anybody else saw that. It's not Ben White. It's Benjamin. 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 Yeah, Benjamin Blanco. Yeah. Um. Gabrielle is a monster. He loves to compete. He loves going against those physical strikers. He loves a good aerial duel. He will shit house if he has to. Um, he will die for a clean sheet. Like, and I think the Leicester game really showed that. I think you're way off on that one. I don't. I, I don't love, love his ball playing ability. He showed that. It, in it the, has the last gotten better. Game. He there's a stat. He is the Arsenal player who has the ball the most, and everybody thought that's what Ben White was going to do. But um, since Jack has been out, Arteta really loves the left, whoever's on the left side to really be like playing that ball out. And since Jack is out, uh, Gabriel's really filled, filled that void, I think, very well. Um, also, keynote, Jack has only played in one of the games that we have won. Just let that be known. I I'm also not know if I'm fun. wrong, if I'm wrong and, you know, Gabrielle pockets somebody, uh, you know, and holds Liverpool to one goal, I'll be the first person to admit it on next week's yeah. podcast. All right. I. I, I'll hold you yeah. to that when he does it. I, I, um, I don't think he will, though. I, I don't I, love uh, his positioning. Yeah. I don't love his ball-playing ability. I love I love him. But I do – I also love Saliba, I think, a little bit more. I really hope he gets a run-in next year. Um, I think what Arteta was thinking was he does he couldn't really guarantee him a full season. And he was like, I'm going to send you away one more year. And he's been impressed. Like, he's man of the match almost every other match. He pocketed – um, yeah, that picture. Did you see that picture of that yeah, uh, last ditch? I, I could totally see. I think I'm trying to remember who on here a couple weeks ago said. Um, I think it might have been you, Josh, talking about what they're going to do when he comes back. I definitely could see them going into a back three with Ben White as like the like right sided center back and Sleeve yeah. in the middle. I could totally see Arteta doing that. Yeah, and if they did forward. a back four, I don't think what I said. I, if uh, it sounds like I'm being disrespectful, yeah, to Gabrielle, <laughs> I get it. But no, at the yeah, same I, time, I don't think it's insane to say Saliba's a better center back. I mean, he's doing it no, at no, the top at level in France. I, I, I just think a combo of him and Ben White might be a little bit more effective. Right. That's my opinion. I quick, what are um your thoughts on Ben White? I'm just curious because I know when we a lot of the players we signed this year for the money we got, we got a lot of slack for, and Ransell was one of them. I didn't want Ransell at first, but he's changed my mind. I just want to know what everybody think about it's the market, uh, Ben White. Man. Liverpool yeah. get 
raked for signings too. Everyone gets raked for signings, especially yeah. English people. Ben White is a fine signing for an English that English tech. And yeah, he'll prove 100%. himself. You can't get thrown to the coals at Arsenal and expect to be, you know, just yeah. like Rio Ferdinand right when you get in there. It's yeah. impossible, man. He, and he'll that's grow definitely into- one of the reasons um, I think Saliba also went on loan another year because he. I think Arteta was like, you're too young. I think as a center back to be like have all this pressure with the English media. I feel like it's way in a different position maybe but a center back like you make one mistake and then that's just that's a taunt you for such a long time mm-hmm. yeah I don't hate it man it was a yeah. good signing yeah thank you I honestly don't mind I think Arsenal's transfer window in the summer was actually pretty good I do too I really the Mart I the Odegaard one I love him but our, um, Arteta seems to be going for um, I think this will also depend on how we do against you guys is if he goes with Lacazette or Odegaard because he's been having Lacazette kind of play in like a weird false 90, like 10, who yeah. he plays very physical. He's trying to get fouled. He's added like a bunch of shithousery to his game in his later years. I think it's kind of funny. Is, is it fair um, to say that Odegaard, though, is like a utility guy that like you're not there yet? You're not at like what like Liverpool was a few years ago or what Chelsea was two years ago. You're kind of yeah. like on the cusp of rebuilding where you just need some utility guys that can play multiple positions. I think Odegaard is that guy for you now and you'll upgrade, you know, in in a year or two. I could I could see that. I think uh he his loan was kind of rocky coming in. Um, but he he's a leader. Like he's the captain of the Norwegian side. He's pretty young. He's just been looking for a real consistent run because he hasn't had that in his whole career. He's just been all over the place. Um, and he's, I love his mentality too. Cause someone asked if, like, how does he feel about other people starting over right now? And he was like, I care about the team winning. That's all I care about right now. Um, I think the one thing that kind of like, and it like hinders them is that he's just a 10 and Arteta has been kind of going for like a four, two, two. And you just, I think it really decides on what, how Arteta wants to approach it. Cause he, he's okay as a center mid, but I think Lukanga and Nathan Miles are better at him in that spot. I agree, yeah. Any other thoughts on Liverpool Arsenal guys before we move on? I'm just uh, I, made, I made my thoughts very good. known. I'm just manifesting I, that hat trick. Yeah. God damn, it's gonna be it's gonna look so good. Your side is really, really fun. Like honestly, like I love Klopp. Liverpool's great. I am very happy you guys lost though last week. Cause another year is uh invincible. So thanks. You scared me that one year when Watford beat you, I celebrated. I celebrated that a little too hard when Watford beat you a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, Smile of Star still haunts me, man. Because uh, oh that, I was convinced that side was going for it because just nothing was stopping Liverpool. Well, we won the league year. and then COVID you happened did. and then everyone yeah. was hung over and we just got shit housed the last like five games. Yeah, yeah a little fun with that one. Yeah. I uh, also I just Jose. a final final thought on this game too. Uh, yeah. Another reason I kind of favor Liverpool is that. Andy Robertson's a doubt for this one. I don't think he plays. Costa Simicost is going to play. You're, that's your guy. You Listen, man. the last time you told me that, I started him. <laughs> I got zero fantasy points for it. All right, Josh. But it, it, Robertson actually, that was because I anticipated that he would play. Robertson actually went out hurt at Hamden Park the other night. I actually think that because of injury, Costa Simicost is going to play. Dude, against I think they were playing Kosovo, Greece. He um, created seven chances. His crossing has just been impeccable this year. And I love Robbo, but he's been poor 
past couple games. So I think uh, the addition of Simikas in the side is another boost to Liverpool. We have that same situation because Tierney hasn't, like, he hasn't had the best start, and Tavares has come in, like, out of nowhere and is just, like, full of life. He is crazy. Yep. Like, he, we he have a just... Tavares full of life on our side, too. <laughs> Rebecca. Fabinho's wife. If you're a football I, Twitter member, you know who that is. <laughs> she, she, she's, I, I know it's I know it's his sister, but she's like the Anna Horford. Like she I love how hyped she gets for Liverpool games. I, I remember when Bakari Sanya left for our uh city and everybody was so mad that him and his wife were leaving. I think they were more sad about that part than him actually leaving. <laughs> he was a funny player for City. He was funny. <laughs> All right, so next game we have on the docket uh, is Leicester and Chelsea. Um, That's spicy. I think Chelsea are going to win this one just because they're pretty fucking good. They're really solid at the back. Leicester are coming off a loss to Arsenal. Uh, They haven't looked, like, incredible, like, not as, like, terrifying every time they go forward like they have in the past couple years, and Chelsea just looks so goddamn organized at the back, man. I mean, granted, they're, they're playing so, terrorist ball. They're but so boring. They're not leaking goals. I hate them so much. Is it time for a Jamie Vardy banger? He's due. He's due. It. I don't see it. I don't think this game, but he's due. Like the going well run. I want. I want to see Lester win this game so bad. I think yeah, everybody. So do I. So but I just bad. don't think it's gonna happen, man. I don't I think... think so, but I want it so badly. Jamie Vardy, can you please, can you please just take everything you've done to <laughs> Liverpool and remember that and do it Only again? Only Seckos want Chelsea to win. Fuck. Uh, like, or Chelsea fans. Chelsea fans probably want Chelsea Bass, to win too. Bass is a sicko. Bass, Polite. Transitive property. Bass is a sicko. <laughs> yep. I agree with Pat on this one. I, I don't think Leicester's winning this game. Chelsea haven't lost since the end of September. Uh, another. We're breaking out the analytics today, boys. We have some stats. We're prepared. We're coming with ammunition. Yes. So, dude, bow, the, the, bow, bow. the trio in the back, Thiago Silva, <laughs> Edward Mendy, great defensive players. And then you have Reese James on the right. Who is a competitor for Trent Alexander-Arnold for English right back? Uh, the starting one, obviously, for Gareth Southgate. Bearing that aside, he is a very good center back, defensive and offensive. Uh, this season in the Premier League, per 90 minutes, he creates 2.9 passes a game that lead to a direct shot on goal. That is insane. Uh, and it screams that Chelsea will score at some point in the match. Uh, Reese James has been on form. So I think Chelsea will at least score one, probably um, you know, coming off of his foot to another player. When Chelsea have a goal difference of plus one, meaning they're winning by one goal, uh, they have only had three goals allowed in all of those minutes with an expected um, XGA of 5.88. So that means their defense has just been outrageous when they are up just by one goal. They defend that narrow scoreline really well, and for that reason, I favor the Chelsea money line plus 125. We're doing Rick's picks right, boys. We're using the analytics. I'm not getting beat this week. After they score their first goal, they just mash left on the on the D-pad <laughs> yep. and park the bus. They're like, we're they done. Are, we're going home. It, they like, are the Tukali band. It is a <laughs> thing of beauty. As much as I hate to say it, watching 
them defend is it's insane. You're it's sick insane. if you think that's beautiful. You're sick. <laughs> it You're is insane. insane if you think that is beautiful. The the fact that they do it so well, the fact that they they play Fair. into it is insane. Like Patrick, it wins that, games. Of course they're going to play side into it. It's just was sick. able to hold us off a man down for what forty minutes. Mitchell, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying you're sick for calling it beautiful. (laughs) I'm not a Chelsea fan. The opposite of beautiful. It is gross. It is mean. It is dangerous. Yeah, it is mean. It's mean on your eyes because it's disgusting. People think snakes are beautiful. (laughs) Snakes at least kind of look cool, and at least they move. (laughs) All right, like this Chelsea side. I don't agree with the terrorist ball qualities that Thomas Tuchel has brought to my league. You're just offended. <laughs> You're just offended, brother. On to a side that is going to move the ball well. Aston Villa. They're playing <laughs> Brighton this week. Their first game under Stevie G. Oh, Potter That's versus... a really funny That's... segue. That's <laughs> like... a great matchup. <laughs> the segues have been on today. Yeah. I'm kind of like off one a little bit. The Giovinco comment threw me early. I have been on a banger since then. We're looking for redemption. The, the famous Canadian Giovinco. <laughs> he played for Toronto, and that's what tripped me up, to be completely fair. He that, played for it, Toronto get, for a long time. That's fair. We got to get, like, whoever's head or leading Toronto and whoever gives out, like, keys to the cities. Hey, is is he... Is this guy Canadian or what? He's an honorary Drake. Canadian. If he's an honorary Canadian, we'll let it slide. <laughs> so what do you guys think about Villa Brighton? Is is this one you see Villa picking up points in? Or Brighton's a tough side, but you know, nah, I think know the new win. manager feeling in a club. I think Brighton do win this, but I would love to see Steven Gerrard get three points in his first game. I'm interested to it. see how Steven Gerrard like translates how he played at Rangers to this Villa side and to see if the game plans kind of come to fruition. I mean, it's his first real experience with a lot of these guys. So obviously he's going to take a little bit of time for him to really mold this Villa side into what he wants them to be. Uh, That being said, I think he's coming up against one of the best managers in the league uh, against a really solid side, someone who's got his team playing exactly the way he wants them. And they started the season pretty well couple of shaky results here and there but i do think that this uh this brighton side is good and they are good enough to beat villa so uh, i I favor them a little bit more in this game uh i'm thinking two nil to the seagulls they're definitely on their day they're so hard to beat they like grand potter has them playing some amazing football i love a really good coach yeah he's a really really good coach i'm really surprised that no one's tried to like take him yet yeah and for this one, I have uh, – I think Stevie could pick up a point. I don't think Aston Villa is going to win. So I have Brighton, no draw. Um, so basically, for people who might be unaware, that means that if it's a draw, it's a push, you get your money back. Uh, if Brighton wins, the bet goes through. You're basically just eliminating that Brighton don't lose the match. Uh, odds on that one are plus 105, so pretty decent. I believe Any the other next last one. thoughts. I'm with it. Yeah. Pat, believe... Do you want to talk about your next game? I would love to talk about our next game because City are going to beat the shit out of Everton. Everton yeah, are please. in please. terrible form. <laughs> they are down horrendously. 
Uh, it's two losses, three draws out of their last five. We've got that one loss to Palace in there where, like, I don't know. It just feels like one of those fluke losses that every team gets in a year. Uh, we were absolutely the better side. We've been playing really, really well all year, uh, creating a ton of chances. We're scoring goals. We're coming off a really good win against Bruges, too, on top of the uh, Derby win. Um, Jao Cancelo's playing out of his mind. Barrara Silva's in some of the best form of his life. Phil Foden's playing really well. De Bruyne had a good international break. Nobody got hurt while away on international duty. Uh, I think it's a, a pretty easy, uh, like, 4-1 to Man City over the weekend. I can respect that. Yeah, it seems like the tipping point for Benitez at Everton a little bit, too. I could see this one getting a little bit messy for the Toffees. I have over 3.5 goals plus 115 odds. Yep, I'm, uh, I, I think that's a safe bet. I think we're gonna put. I think we're gonna put a few by him. I think they'll get one. They're probably due for one. Um, our defense has been a little funky after you know <laughs> two weeks after me saying we don't concede goals. We've been conceding a couple goals here and there. So <laughs> I think they'll probably snag one. But I think we're just gonna beat the hell out of them and, and score a few. Um, I would also say I can definitely see at least one uh, Zhao Cancelo assist this game too. I think that if like if there was a prop bet on is is there going to be a Cancelo assist? I think you have to hammer that. He's been passing the ball so well. His distribution's been insane. And yeah, he's like a to create goals. He's a number been. ten that can play right back and left back. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> Cur- curb it, your enthusiasm reference for those of you. Yeah. Pretty pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, next game we have on the agenda here for us to chat about. It's going to be our last game in England, and that's Tottenham and Leeds. Uh, we've got dog shit versus a dumpster fire. It is the history pretty, of the Tottenham. Pretty good description of this one. Bamford's still out. Uh, so, I, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything fun from either side. I think Tottenham's going to go out and win yeah. it. I feel like I think Tottenham are going to win. I, I think, think gonna Tot- win. Tottenham's going to win, but it's not going to be like a stellar. It's going to be so matchup. boring. It's it's just going to be a pretty boring like one nil, two nil game. Yeah, which be like Kane five, and Son three. are going to score. One will be a pen. If if they go out and have a goal fest, I will put my foot in my mouth on stream. Rafinha that is a weird four. hell to die on for this match. I'll just be impressed with the flexibility <laughs> like, that you display to do yeah. that, Mitchell. I'm flexible as fuck. Tottenham boy. are actually quite Still the favorites in this one. My, my best bet for this one is the Tottenham money line. They're at one, minus 140 right now, so they're favored quite heavily. Um I don't necessarily agree with how favored they are, but that's the, that's still the bet I take. I think Conte is going to go out and win it solely on his shoulders alone. We'll fuck around. Yeah, I, I do think weekend. Tottenham are going to end up winning this game. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I'm with that bet, Joshua. Good pick. I think I'm going eight for eight this week, boys. Too. I don't want to. That is. So those are some fucking. That's the hot take. Of all hot takes, Josh. Yeah, other, uh, the rest of the main stand would like to say we don't agree with Josh based on prior betting uh, nah. experiences and other picks. Uh, Josh is not going eight for eight this weekend. Uh, I'll give him 50%, and that's being generous until proven otherwise. Sorry, yeah. I love you, Josh. We broke out the analytics this week. That ha- That's all you need to know, okay? <laughs> At least you can back the picks that you're going to get wrong. <laughs> 
Moving on to Serie A, our favorite league here at the Main Stand Podcast. Shout out Julian. Shout, Shout out, out Julian. Julian. Yeah, that the, was a fun listed. Just wanted to let you three know that was that was fun. Julian equals numbies. That's all you know. Julian's <laughs> goaded. Shout out all the new listeners we got from Julian. Shout out Toronto. Shout out Canada A. Love you guys. I love maple leaves <laughs> and maple syrup. Montreal's a really cool city. And hockey. <laughs> Please don't hate me for my really bad Canadian person impression. You're so, hated. first game, Lazio, Juventus. What do you guys think of this one? This is an interesting one because Juve is still kind of just mucking about in the middle of the table. Lazio, kind of the same. They're not really doing as well as they did last year. I have this one as a snoozer, under 2.5 goals. Uh, that one is actually a bet we have hit on the past two times we've put it on here, a Juventus game under 2.5. Uh, the odds on that are plus 100, so even odds, uh, very likely this happens. Yeah, and Juve, or, Juve and Lazio are in like relatively similar veins of form, but Lazio are playing a bit better. Uh, so... I think under 2.5 is probably a good way to go. Neither of these teams are really scoring a ton of goals. Juve have only scored 16 in their first 12, so they're a little funky. They've also been kind of shitty at the back. So uh, I am leaning towards like a 1-0 Lazio win in this one. Um, Juve have been playing a little bit better recently, but I think Lazio are going to sneak it. Fair enough. And we'll move on to the biggest game of the weekend in Italy. That is Inter Milan versus Napoli, the league leaders for the Scudetto. I love this Napoli team, and that's why I'm going to put my neck out on the line for them. They are the underdogs, big time. Their money line is plus 220. This one has huge, huge value. Putting my neck out on the line for this Napoli team. Victor Osman, Lorenzo Insigne, Jose Callahan. I'm, I'm putting my bet on you guys. Uh, it's a big bet for me. I, I'm going to be pretty disappointed if Inter Milan go out and win this because I ride for this Napoli team. I'm riding for them this weekend, plus 220 money line. I'm inclined to agree with Josh here on this one. Uh, Napoli have been incredible uh, this year in the Serie A. They have been scoring goals like mad. They have been keeping clean sheets like crazy. They're undefeated in the Serie A right now still. Uh, they're an extremely, extremely good side, and uh, they are also my pick in this game, too. I think it's going to be like 2-0 to Napoli, honestly. I don't see them conceding, and I think they're going to beat Inter. Sorry, Julian. Love you. <laughs> and then... Uh, wait, hold on. Fiorentina a... has a game this weekend, too, but it's out of the table. What? what? It's, it's out a, of my odds table. I do not have it's this out as of a yeah, yeah, no, no. We don't need to talk about odds. Get but, different we, odds. but we need to be talking about how Fiorentina has a home lose game to AC Milan. against Milan. They're going to lose. They're going to get smacked up. Well, they AC Milan, though, they're... In Italy, they're pretty good, man. AC <laughs> Milan are also undefeated in the Serie A. They are undefeated, however... However, <laughs> Fiorentina have won both of their last two home games very convincingly. And and AC Milan is on a uh, – what is it? They're on pace to become the second Serie A team to win 16 away games in a single calendar year. I Don't think – pipe, Fiorentina. I, I, I th- I, no, I think the pressure is going to get to their heads, and I think they draw – 
that's what they're I, that's I think what I think I think they're gonna about. I think they're gonna drop points and should they drop points <laughs> should they drop points I that think... pull that pulls Fiorentina into the top six they're gonna I love fight. how much you're gonna ride or die for I'm riding I'm and dying on this hill I Fiorentina my... <laughs> are are going to at least tie this weekend against AC Milan Paramount plus 245 Saturday, Paramount plus 245 p.m. Be there if you want to witness (laughs) greatness when Fiorentina draw 1-1 and and force AC Milan to drop points. I'm just picturing Fiorentina in the Europa League next year without Dusan. It is going to be messy for them. No, because they're going to be there. They're finishing in eighth place. No. Oh no, I agree with you, Pat. This is a huge. This is a huge game. This is a huge. This is a massive game. AC Milan is going perks. to put three by them, and no. win three nil. And that is how the game is nope. going to go. Nope. You heard Julian last week say Syria is a little bit slower, more tactical. Not a three nil game. I literally heard Julian also say that Fiorentina fishing no. in the top six is an outrageous statement. Nah, nah, nah. He said it's, this is the year they do it, though. Right? No, he that. said it's outrageous. No, he, he literally said the quote is on our Instagram. That's whatever. He That's whatever. You know, it's neither here nor there or anywhere. And you know what? Like, I'm gonna ride with my boys in purple this weekend against AC Milan. I respect it, but they're gonna lose. Let's go to another country with three colors in their flag. And we're going to go to France for Marseille and Lyon. Um, I didn't write this game in the preview, so whoever did, would you like to talk about it? Yeah, that's me again. Uh, this is Marseille <laughs> at home, which is a little bit risky to take Lyon. But uh, Lyon's been kind of up and down this year. They're so volatile that I just think they're going to win this one big <laughs> after the international break. That's the analytics for this one. They're just going to win it big. Uh, nice. And, <laughs> the money line is minus 105. It's good odds. I like this bet. Shakiri score a goal maybe. Prop bet. Please, just do it Do it for Josh. Bet response. All right. Yeah, maybe don't take all of Josh. If you're going to take all of Josh's picks, maybe only put like 10 or $20 down on a bet, not 100 like we initially started talking about. Just... <laughs> Okay. I'm not going to be able to tell you what you should do with your money, but that is the last bet though. We do bet responsibly on this podcast. The next game that Pat is going to talk about, I do not have a bet for because I don't think I have a responsible pick for it. So Pat, (laughs) why don't you go ahead and talk? So I'm going to Spain to España and we're going to watch uh, the Real Social Dads play against the Bats, a.k.a. Real Sociedad and Valencia. The reason I want to highlight this game is because Sociedad are playing incredible ball through the first 13 games of the La Liga season. On top of the table, they have kept eight clean sheets and they're six in goals scored, so they're scoring goals, they're creating, and they're keeping clean sheets. They are at the top of the La Liga table, like I said earlier, uh, they're Ozrabal, Oriazabal. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a left winger. He's got six goals, one assist. He's been doing all the work for them up front. Uh, David Silva aging like fine wine, pulling the strings in the midfield for him. Uh, they look phenomenal, and I am gunning for them to win their first title since 1982 and bring home the league of crown. I think it would be a really cool story. And it would be really, really good for my David Silva as the best Spanish player to grace the Premier League uh, propaganda that I like to 
to put out into the ether. So Spanish Dave is doing it big over in La Liga, and you should watch Real Sociedad play Valencia this weekend. And just so we're not sounding totally biased, Valencia are also fourth in goals scored in La Liga, despite being in 10th place. So they're fucking chaotic, and it should be a fun one this weekend. They're a bunch of Swiss cheese. Go Real Social Dad. Um, top yeah, lads. No. Top, top, top. One second. I have one thing to 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 kind of redact or or put a little edit into because uh, we had some news come out oh. over the last couple of days uh, <laughs> since our last episode. Um, Do you want to save so, this, Mitch? What? Do you want to save this? Save what? Could be a hair dryer if you want. No, I don't. I wouldn't say hair dryer. Okay. Um. I would just say that, you know, we get limited Im- information in the United States, so we have to talk about the things that we see when we see them based on how we receive them. Uh, over the last couple of days, uh, Ms. Diallo was released from police custody. The investigation is still ongoing, so it's nothing is, nothing is set in stone. I, I I'll just like obviously it was a conversation that I had with the information that was given to us and I and I don't think thinking back on it I don't think I said sh- like she is definitively guilty I really this don't is not think a true so. crime podcast yeah true, like <laughs> this but is like, not a true crime podcast obviously her being released also doesn't mean she's innocent so I just wanted to provide that little update that uh, Diallo is, in fact, out of police custody. Her her people have released a statement saying that um, she is not involved with any of it and people don't understand the relationship and they have already turned to the media jumping all over it and, and blaming and guilty until proven innocent, yada, yada, yada. We're still keeping an eye on it. But I just wanted to provide that little update on what was going on in the football world. If Mitch isn't doing the hair dryer, Eric Adibal is going on my hair dryer list. <laughs> We're sleeping with players. What the fuck? You can't be doing that, man. He's That's out a little here, sus. bro. That's a little, a little sus. sus. He's out here. Very sus. I mean, um, power move, but all, I mean, bad. Don't do that. I was being sarcastic. By the wife. That is not good. The wife yeah, was the one that apparently murder. ordered the hit because Eric slept with the girl that got her legs beat in while she was at Barcelona where he was the sporting director. Yeah. That is insane. You cannot be sleeping with players at the club where you are the sporting director. Yeah, but nah. most PSG thing of all time. That's it. just like, I can't. PSG. Yeah, it's absurd. It's, it's literally an absurd story. Um, PSG, get out! Get out, PSG! <laughs> I have a better thing to talk about. I have a top lad. I actually have a group of top lads I would Ooh. like to highlight on the episode this week. I'd like to highlight the Serbian national team uh, as my top lads of the week. So as we talked about earlier, the Serbian national team beat Portugal 2-1 and they qualified for the World Cup. A report came out that the team was given... 1 million euros as a bonus 
for qualifying for the World Cup. And the Serbian national team said, no, we're going to donate it to hospitals in Serbia instead because we don't need the money. So I tip my hat to you, Serbian national team. Here's a round of applause. Have a nice. Very, very nice thing. I like feel-good stories after hearing about murder chaos that is <laughs> Eric Abidal so. and a bunch of fucking and some broken legs. Right. Um, so yeah, shout out to Serbian national team. It's a really cool thing that they did. My hair dryer Ooh. for the week, however. Ooh. Josh Ricker oh, backing down <laughs> from his hot take at the end of last episode. You thought I wouldn't notice that you just said we're going to talk about it next episode and tried to skate to the end of the episode without even talking about it? A lousy hot take by me. Um, it was lousy in the fact that I don't necessarily not think it's true. It's lousy in the fact that I didn't put much thought into it. It was on the graphic. We needed a hot take. So I put a hot <laughs> take out there. Uh, but... My boy, three assists versus San Marino. What are you going to do about that? It's, it's, it's San Marino. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bag one. Uh, he also scored a banger of a free kick against West Ham a couple weeks ago, right after I said this. So that would have been Sunday. I, I would have said that on Thursday. So he has been playing really, really, really good lately. I don't think you can make an argument. Chelsea fans can make an argument. Not many people can make an argument that Trent isn't the number two best right back. He's better than Reese James. I don't, I'm not taking arguments that Reese James is better than Trent. Cancelo, yes, he plays left back. He's a little bit more versatile. And at the end of the day, that really just comes down to like what formation tactics you want to set up. I do think Trent is the best right back for Liverpool for the way they play. Uh, Dumb hot take, and it's redacted. Thank you. Also, Cancelo is the best fullback in the world, and that's not even a hot take. It's just the truth. What about Reese James? The thoughts on what I said? Okay, so I actually saw a good tweet about Reese James, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Cancelo that, you know, despite the banter and me, like, hurling takes out in the ether and, you know... I, I like to stir the pot and say dumb shit. Um, this person summed up my thoughts on all three players like pretty well, actually. So I think Trent is easily the most talented of the three. Like dead balls, amazing, really, really good on the ball. He's phenomenal going forward. He's very clearly a generational talent in terms of attacking fullbacks. Like we haven't really seen a player that can get forward from the right back spot like him. Since, like, maybe Danny Alves, that's, like, the first one that really comes to mind, like, that type of player. I'm not saying they're the same players because I think Danny Alves is, like, the best modern fullback of all time. But the comparison is there. Uh, I think Reese James, however, is the most complete of the three players. He's a much better defender than the other two, and he's pretty good going forward as the statistics you iterated earlier demonstrating. He's a very complete fullback. Do I think maybe he gets a little benefit from Tuchel's five at the back system. Yeah, sure. But, you know, you you get to play with the the hand that you're dealt. So I think it's true. I think as he is currently playing, he's the more complete defender when when you look at, like, all-around skill sets. 
I think Zhao Cancelo is the most versatile yeah. of the three. James and uh, Trent could not play left back. There's no way in fuck that they could use their left foot like Cancelo does. There's no way they could play that inverted ten position or inverted fullback position that Cancelo plays in this city side. Those two players could not fill that role the way Cancelo does. So where I think the lines get blurred is like what you value in a player. I think Cancelo is the best because I value, I really value his versatility and I value the fact that he brings more than just your standard fullback skill set to the table and his ability to basically say, oh, De Bruyne is having a bit of an off day. Um, I'm a fullback, but I can still create chances. Uh, you know, he's got, he leads City in like forward passes, total passes, touches per game. He's like our top three for chances created. Um, he, he's just a phenomenal forward yeah. from the fullback spot playing out of position. And he also averages about five interceptions, or it's like three or five interceptions a game for 90 on top of like two or three tackles, a block. Like he's a good defender while also bringing these like versatile offensive skill sets to the table in a multitude of positions. And that's why I feel he's better than those two. But I think you can make an argument that because how much Trent uh, gives to this Liverpool side, that he's the best because of, I don't think Cancelo could do what Trent does for Liverpool. And I don't think that James could do what Trent does for Liverpool in the same way that I think James would be, a phenomenal fullback in your side and in our side. He would be a great right back for both yeah. of our teams because he's a much more complete defender. Yeah, and that's I agree my with that. honest, that's, that's unbiased a great, opinion. That's a great um, kind of analysis on that, Pat. It's also probably the best way to deal with these hot takes in general. Uh, just go at them from a completely logistical standpoint. I think you nailed that one head on, and it was probably a little lazy for me, the take. We um, are a logistics company. Yeah. I adore a piss take. Don't get me I, wrong. I love, <laughs> love a good piss take. I think they're funny as fuck, and you hear them from me for the entirety of almost every episode. But I love them. <laughs> I, I do I do like to break out the football brain every now and again. We love to see it. Um, I, I want to close out the podcast today. A little bit of a serious note here. We do like to kind of close the podcast out on serious notes once in a while when there is something going on or, or whatever. Uh, situation in Liverpool this weekend with the, a bombing near the, the women's hospital in Liverpool, it's important to talk about. I made a tweet the other day, had people from Liverpool reach out to me personally saying, you know, thank you for tweeting about it not being from Liverpool because it's not getting covered in the English media, which is sad that uh, there is that um, difference and tension in the English media that you know Liverpool is a disliked area in the country if that happened in London uh, it is sad that that would be national news on the BBC Boris Johnson would be talking about it 24-7 um, the sad fact is, is that it wasn't talked about um, basically we're not going to comment too much on it because it's still an ongoing investigation we're not the people to, to get your news from or whatever um, a taxi driver, David Perry from Liverpool, was driving a taxi. Noticed a guy in the back seat, you know, had a, a bomb on him, um, and locked him and the um, the bomber in the car. The bomb exploded. Luckily, uh, David Perry actually made it out alive and has been already released from the hospital. But you know, what a courageous move! And I feel like you know, me and Mitch as Liverpool fans have a justice to do by by speaking about it on our platforms. 
because uh, it's not getting spoke about enough on social media and the news in England. I, absolutely, and and I I noticed you you did say that like the only the only way we found out about this is because we follow Liverpool accounts. Yeah. Like the only reason, and I and I don't know if it made it to Justin outside of Josh retweeting it. No, um, yeah, the, that's even, the first I heard of it. Even other clubs and things like that, it's it sucks to see. It's literally a women's hospital, a birthing ward. It's it's a place where it, it, that shouldn't even. It, it's just despicable to to have a situation like this unfold, let alone attention not be drawn to it because of where it was was and and i just hope everybody involved is um able to you know move on from it at some point it's it's a pretty traumatic thing to 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 witness that and to see the amount of cell phone videos and and how much how many people did see that and were involved in it even on a second hand level it's just it's really it it plays with your emotions for sure it's very sobering yeah, and that's uh, I know it's kind of a dark end of the episode, but uh, we really do appreciate all your support, guys. We're we're seeing some you know some uptick in uh, engagement and everything. We do really love to see all that stuff. Sometimes with football, um, like anything, it's important to touch on the serious issues, and we do have a platform. No matter how big it is, uh, you know anyone that wants to come on and you know share something serious that's going on in the football world. That's important, and we should use it uh, for. I've got a good. light, serious situation, just just to give <laughs> give us a little boost, you know. Like, yes, we brought it down, but it doesn't mean we have to, you know, kick you off the the ledge or anything. Uh, we got MLS Cup playoffs starting this weekend. Go back. Yes, we've got playoffs starting this weekend, Saturday, and Minnesota. And Sunday. Go Minnesota. It is a light, serious note. We need the support. You know, every club, uh, no matter who you support, this is a big deal. Um, we'd love to to have more people getting involved with the game, even on a local level. Um, the MLS is nowhere near as big as the Premier League, so every every little bit helps. So so tune in, find a favorite team, even if it's not the Revs support your local be. club it should be the revs because damn they're the best team in the league um until also, a lot of the time they're the worst club in the league and that's why it's fun. <laughs> yeah 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 it, it changes ever so quickly um uh kicking it off saturday with philadelphia new york and then uh, kansas city and vancouver so a couple of really good matchups to, to kick off this mls cup playoffs and then the revs won't be playing until november 30th so I gotta find my Carhartt bibs so I can go warm. <laughs> it gets All right. cold in Gillette, boys. It gets cold. It just gets cold in New England, man. My house is on like my heater's set to like seventy five in here, and I'm still kind of chilly sometimes. <laughs> and me, who? If you made it this far in the episode, thank you very, very much for tuning in. I want to thank first. I want to thank Justin. For coming back on, being our first repeat guest. A lot of firsts. Always, yes. always nice to have you on, brother man. Uh, I loved it. Up the Gunners, except for when they're playing City. You guys are winning 2-1 this weekend. Uh, again, thank you, man, for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. Always appreciate uh, getting the homies in here to, to chat shit about football <laughs> and whatnot. Um, for those of you watching this video on YouTube, make sure you leave us a like, uh, drop a comment, share it with a friend sub to the channel and ding the notification bell so you always know when our videos are posted 
for those of you listening on Spotify uh, or Apple Music, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts, uh, make sure you follow us, give us a like, download the episode, share it with a friend, post it to your Instagram story, tag us in it, um, take one of your AirPods and jam it into the ear of the person sitting next to you on the bus <laughs> and get them to listen to it with you. Um, also, I have a challenge for anybody who's made it this far in the episode and so chooses to interact with us on social media. Um, send us an Instagram DM of where you listened to the episode, please. Yes. I'm curious. Tell me where you listened to it or what you were doing while listening to it. I'm genuinely curious where, uh, you know, wh- where you're listening to it, where you're from or anything like that. Any other people that want to be a guest, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, we're trying to get more people on, you know, expand the pool of people that we have here. Um, we're going to be trying to bring you guys guests almost every week. Um, so, you know, be sure to, to tune in, see some new faces and whatnot. And uh, I think that's about it for me. Thank you very much for tuning in, Josh Mitchell. Any closing thoughts, or are we uh, good to let people go on with the rest of their day? They can go do their things. Keep the numbies going up. Deuces. Hell yeah! Hope everybody has a great Friday. See you later. Thanks for coming. Peace.